Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place you will find all kinds of conversation like mental health, self-care, self-love, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a community where we support one another to get to the next level in personal and business life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get this show started. On this episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Jessica, the host of When Survival Looks Like Success podcast, where she has some vulnerable, raw, and real conversation. She is also the owner of Breathe. I will let her tell you more about it because I know I won't do it justice. (laughs) Let's welcome Jessica to my show. So tell us, Jessica, what is life with you all about? (laughs) Life with Jessica is like, it's kind of like getting on an old rickety roller coaster from like a theme park that's closed down. (laughs) Like, it it really is. It's like, you know, you go to these like abandoned amusement parks and there's still power and there's still electricity and everything's kind of like old and ancient. And it's like calling to you, like, ride me, like, ride me one more time. I mean, people aren't calling me saying that, but like, <laughs> I can't it's, it's a metaphor, this is a metaphor, but like, it's like, you know, and you want to go on, but you're a little bit concerned that the roller coaster is going to fall off the track or the whole track's going to collapse in. And you just never know if you're going to make it to the end and if you're going to have a good time or not but you still just kind of go for it and do it anyway. And that's what life with Jessica is like. <laughs> I love it, girl. Well, take us through this roller coaster. <laughs> so I'm the owner of um, Breathe Body Work and Beautification in Ferndale. It's a vegan wellness spa. If okay. you hear tap dancing in the background, it's my dog because she, whenever I'm on the phone or on a podcast or on anything, she like likes to make her presence. Um, but so I'm on a brief body work and beautification and, uh, I opened it in July of 2020, which is the perfect time to open a touch-based business where you're in close contact with people. Um, (laughs) I've been doing massage for 17 years and makeup for 17 years as well. Actually going on 18 years for makeup. And uh, so I've been in the industry a really long time and I have a a bunch of different licenses. I have a national massage license. I have a cosmetology license, a state massage license, and then I'm a national massage educator too. I have my own course in prenatal pain management. So I've always been really, really um, aggressive about education and learning and uh, kind of defying I'm a little bit of a rebel for sure. Like I definitely go against the grain when it comes to medicine and the practice of medicine. And I tend to veer more towards traditional medicine as opposed to modern medicine. So I think modern medicine has its place. It's not that I don't think that at all, but um, I just tend to veer towards traditional medicine. Uh, So I opened in July of 2020. I had all this experience behind me and uh, it kind of just took off. Like a lot of people, I think were kind of sketchy about opening their businesses then, but I had a really devoted clientele and I just felt like it was the time. Like if I'm going to do it, now's the time. Because if I fail, like, oh, well, at least I tried, but you have to try at some point. And it just took off like really, really fast. And so 
I expanded within a year. I tripled my space in three years, or I tripled my space in a year. Um, and I was way in the positive. Uh, my first year, I, the business made like 60,000, which is like kind of crazy for business. Like if you know anything about that, most people just lose their, their shirts and it takes years to get profitable. Um, I wish I could put 60,000 in my pocket from the business. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> but, and then this year we're on track to make six figures, which is a big deal because like, even though it's not in my bank account, <laughs> at least it, it's like a, you know, you're moving in the right direction Yeah. and you know that people need this, like they need physical nurturing. They need emotional nurturing. They need mental nurturing. They need touch therapy and manual medicine. And so for me, that's really the message there is like, oh, keep going in this direction. Um, so then within the first year, I was listening to some podcasts and I had been listening to more and more podcasts uh, during like the COVID time and just out walking, walking my dogs and stuff. And I'd done a ton of public speaking in my life, tons of public speaking. And I was like, you know, I think I really want to do this. Um, because I keep hearing the same thing over and over, like entrepreneurship is really lonely. Um, a lot of people are talking about how they can't stand all the filtration online with like Instagram and Facebook. There's so much animosity. People are just like reading one thing and jumping to conclusions or making assumptions. And I was like, I really want to do a podcast where I'm kind of combining entrepreneurship and local businesses and other business owners. And I'm in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, with mental health and kind of like what's going on behind the scenes, like in Wizard of Oz, when you get like the peek behind the curtain and there's the wizard, right? Like I really wanted like the wizard story, right? So uh, I started When Survival Looks Like Success and the title was inspired by a chapter in a book by Sarah von Brethmach, who's an amazing author. Uh, if you've never checked out her books, they were really popular in the 90s, lots of like self-help books. My favorite one is Romancing the Ordinary, uh, but it's so good. Uh, but so that was inspired by that. I just, I, I really think a lot of people don't understand when you're owning a business and running a business that oftentimes like we're seeing these headshots, right? We're seeing like these perfect like headshots where everything is posed and pretty and look at my beautiful business space and my awards and my accomplishments. And, and I have all those too. But like what they don't see is like me sobbing two minutes before a client walks in or yeah. like, th like throwing shit at the wall or like freaking out over him, how I'm going to pay the water bill and like scrambling and struggling. And I really wanted with this next chapter of my business to be very transparent with people, uh, including if I need a mental health day and can't work or if I'm having certain symptoms, um, you know, from an illness or uh, I have an autoimmune disorder. Like if, if that's bothering me, like I really wanted to be transparent because I want my clients to be transparent with me too, that this is what's going on. And we're not keeping all this stuff from each other that we can just open up and let go and let down and have people see that. And um, at first it wasn't, it was met with this, like <laughs> this judgment from people. Like you really want, no, that's not professional. I'm like, fuck professional. Like yep. professional. <laughs> Like, fuck that. Like, because professional has gotten us to a higher suicide rate and professional has gotten us to, you know, what, over half the country being medicated and professional has gotten us to 
higher divorce rates and professionals got, you know what I mean? So it's like professional wasn't professional. It was fake. It was what like people thought society should be deemed professional. And it's like, to me, professional is like owning up to your shit and it's providing quality service and it's provi- and it's if i can't deliver something on a certain day i don't want to do it because like you want the best of me and so if i'm not the best of me i need to be able to be open about that and so that was kind of where the idea for the podcast came in and uh, we just finished wrapping up the first season of it and the second season is going to start in december so i'm going to take a little break and add some more and build upon it and the second season will start in December oh my gosh I love that and it was like yeah at a time that we needed transparency but we were not ready for it yet yeah so because now everybody's craving it I don't know if you followed uh the self-help uh world uh Mm -hmm. self-development and Rachel Hollis by then it was a huge deal because she was professional. Yeah. And when reality hit, she's down. She's canceled because she doesn't own up to her shit. Yeah. So I love that the podcast, you know, <laughs> brings that out because that's what I tried to do with mine to bring transparency. Like, who are you? What is life with you? What are your struggles? How did you get here? Because everybody just sees the cute Instagram picture yeah but what happened behind the scene that picture so I love that you're talking about it and like it's I think social media is really challenging because just when you think you figure out algorithms and reach and outreach you don't like even in my own like on my podcast Instagram which is just at when survival looks like success I find that even though I have two other Instagram pages that I can get growth on, like my podcast page, no. It's like, it doesn't see the light of day. Like it never pops up in people's anything. And I use the same rhythms and formulas and all that, but it just doesn't get there. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, like I'm gonna crack this code. It's like in this little hiatus here in between season one and season two, like I'm gonna crack the code and get that outreach because it drives me nuts. (laughs) And social media is so, stressful. I hate that that's how we're growing our businesses nowadays. Sometimes I love it. Like I love being able to, you know, see pictures of products, especially if it's something like retail wise that you're buying. I buy all kinds of stuff that way, especially from local businesses. They'll pop up a necklace and I'll be like, I need that necklace. Like actually the necklace I'm wearing here um, right now was how that's how I found it. It was like on social media. It was on Facebook. It was like a local gift shop had it. And I was like, I need that. Hold that. I want it gone. But like in other ways, social media is extremely stressful. And that's why there's like, you know, social media, social free Sunday. That's like a common hashtag, um, you know, and there's, um, you know, social media detoxes, social media retreats. Like there's full programs where you can pay a coach to help you break your digital addiction. And I speak about that in a, in a few of my different podcast episodes, uh, just how bad it is, like how we're craving the scrolling. We're craving all that. And so someone asked me one time, they're like, well, do you think your podcast is contributing to that like negativity? And I'm like, well, no, because like my client actually described it really great. She said, podcasts are bringing back the art of listening. She said, because years and years and years ago, it was radio based, right? You had, you didn't have television, you had radio shows. And so it was like, that was using your imagination. 
that was bringing it to life. And I mean, obviously video is different, but you can still listen, you can still just listen to the audio of a video. Um, but it is bringing back that that art of listening. And I think that's so important for us to be able to really like paint these pictures in our heads and uh, and create that world. And so, no, I don't think it's it's contributing poorly. If anything, I think it's kind of going the opposite way and utilizing social media the way it should be used, you know, in my opinion. I mean, other people may have a different opinion, but by what they think social media should be. But I think it should be really about outreach like how can we connect in social media? Like it should be about connectivity and not divisiveness and breaking apart and creating all this animosity. So I always try with my social media, my personal, my business, all of them to really be like, okay, how can I cultivate this community? And how can I create the connections that people are really craving for in this day and age, so. Yeah, it's really hard to build that on social media. I'm trying myself, girl. <laughs> you know, uh, trying, uh, we bringing a guest in and like getting your audience to get my audience to know each other and like be cool about each other, you know, so far, no problems, but I keep it light and yeah. I keep it real. Yeah, You know, this is life. <laughs> it is. And it's like, I feel like there's so much heavy stuff. Like a lot of times, like I don't read the news. I don't read the news. I don't watch the news. I don't buy into the news. Um, I think it's hilarious when people try to tell me what's a fact. Um, I'm like, and I always say, and people get so mad about this, but I always say facts are facts until they're not facts. <laughs> because Amen. things are constantly changing. Knowledge is constantly changing. The CIA is like dropping like files from the 60s that are like, oh, by the way, this, <laughs> like, you know, we're kind of, science changes every single day. Like everything you, you can think of has changed on a daily basis. Like we're finding like, you know, they, I'm in like Michigan and I think it was like the West side of the state. They found like a mastodon or something recently. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, so there's always things that are going to be changing. History is changing. And it's constantly in shift and in transition. And I feel like the most well-adjusted people are the people that commit to that, that factor of, oh, life is always in motion. It's always changing. It's always, you know, you have to be adaptable to whatever's happening now. And so that's where it's like, okay, I think those are the people that are doing really well in life, as opposed to the people that are committing to facts that if they change, it's like their whole world is blown up. So um, you know, if anything, your mental health really relies on that. It really relies on you to be flexible to new information and flexible to old information changing or um, like a puzzle that's missing pieces. You need to be flexible to what those pieces are going to mean when they go into the picture. So um, I really try to, I really try to encourage that and say little little clues and things like that online it's just to get people to think and be more open-minded yeah so uh tell me more about uh is it like a spa day that i read on on your website <laughs> which one which one i do have a customized spa day i have a breathe customized spa day but we're going that like today actually today tomorrow and the next day i'm working up north at um if you're in Michigan, everyone knows if you just say up north, like you just, it's just like north metro Detroit, but 
Um, we're going up north to Taos, which is like here on the Michigan map. And uh, it's Women's Wellness Weekend and it's sponsored by the YMCA. So that's like a okay. whole retreat thing that we're doing spa services at. But awesome. normally I do have like a Breathe customized day spa package and I make like a vegan appetizer platter and we have this organic vegan wine from Scott and Cellar. Or if you're sober, we have different teas available because I'm sober. And um, so, and it's three and a half hours total of like spa services and all this stuff. So people really love that. That's amazing. I love it. I need to go to Michigan now. I'm in Kansas. <laughs> oh, you're in Kansas? My mother-in-law is in Kansas. I think she's in, I think she's in Kansas City. I don't think she's in Topeka. I think she's in Kansas City, Kansas. Nice. Like just outside of it. So. Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, it, anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you? Like, I like, um, I like, okay, well, first of all, I gotta know. So the Life with Francie title, yeah. like, did you ever watch Life with Fran? Oh, I love her. <laughs> but they would put the things together. But yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, that reminds me of Life with Fran. Like Fran Drescher. I love Fran Drescher. She's yeah, like, yeah. Um, I really wanted to be a um, character actress. That was like a big goal of mine. And when I was in high school, I actually had some opportunities. Like Second City in Chicago offered me to train there and I turned it down because because like when you're in high school people are like get a real job they say shit like that and so it's like so I like I turned down an opera scholarship at Wayne State <laughs> I turned down like some of these great opportunities because I was like no I'm going into psychology and I ended up dropping out one semester in because I couldn't pay for it I had great grades. I had excellent grades and excellent GPA. I was like president of things and in all these clubs, like I had that resume going into college. But at the time they were doing some weird stuff with like how they were giving out scholarships. There was a yeah. lot of politics involved and a lot of pulling back. Like previously they've been giving out more. So it just was like a weird transition like back in 2004. And so I didn't get to go to college. Like I tried for the one semester, I tried paying for myself. And I was like 5,000 in debt in one semester. And I was like, um, and besides that, this, I think it's kind of where I lost my respect for higher education was because I was going into psychology and in four years, there was only eight psychology classes. And I'm like, but <laughs> like, there just was so little yeah. having to do with the career. And I was like, ew, it really turned me off from that. And so I kind of bounced around for a while before I went to massage school, which is a trade school. So everything you're doing is directly applied to what you're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I really started to respect that method of teaching more because I'm like, why would I need to learn? Like, like if I'm not going to use trigonometry and psychology, why am I learning it? Like it was just stuff like that. So, um, I, I definitely have had some opportunities that I missed before, but I really wanted to be a character actress. Like I loved Gilda Radner. I love Fran Drescher and Lucille Ball and all these really like animated facial like actresses and had, they had all these accents, which I love doing accents and stuff like that. So it's, I, I, I love the title 
love your podcast. <laughs> it all pulls back to I love the title of your podcast because it reminds me of Fran Drescher and that makes me really happy in life. So thank you. I just thought about it for so long and I can't beat niche. That's another thing that is huge. You yeah. have to be niche. You have to be niche. I'm like, well, I'm a multi-passionate lover. <laughs> so yes. That's a thing like people, that's a term I love. And since I've heard it, it's really come about in the last two years is the multi-passionate entrepreneur, like whoever coined that term, like kudos to you, because like, I have a lot of different interests. Like if you go on like my social media, like there's some days where I'm going to be playing an auto harp and singing. And there's some days where I'm drawing fashion, like drawing clothes. And then there's some days where I'm like teaching meditation. And so it's like, I've never understood people that were like, that could say they were bored. Like, I'm like, how could you ever be bored? Like, and people would say that during their time off in the pandemic. And I was like, oh my God, I had so much that I wanted to do on a daily basis that like, I was never bored. In fact, I didn't even come close to everything I wanted to do in the time off work, not even close. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I wish I I do have a lot of hobbies. But right now I have been so focused on the podcast, um, busy season. Oh shoot. Today is Friday. Dang it. You see, I forgot the Spanish one again. (laughs) Oh my God. So this is going to be recorded in November. So, and I'm worried about September's episode because I haven't done much with the uh, Spanish podcast. Yeah. But um, the English one just picked up so bad fast. Mm-hmm. I have done 17 interviews in two weeks, in three weeks. Oh my gosh, that's tiring. While working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And on my vacation, I have been able to like um, outsource some stuff to my new uh, virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. So now... Like if I don't want to be online, I don't have to be online because she'll post for me. So That's it's so nice. great. <laughs> it feels weird. Because there's like on somebody. <laughs> I really struggle with that because like, and I've thought about like kind of outsourcing some of my social media, but like on a day-to-day basis, I just never know what I want to say or want to post. And like I try to be really, really authentic because that is one thing I have noticed that gets more views and likes is picture combined with authenticity, but not too much content. So if it's like, you, it's like, if it's scrolling pages of what you want to say, unless it's like really important, I just, it doesn't get as much, but if it's like a few paragraphs that seems to like get the views. (laughs) Yeah, no, for me, I'm just so random. Like, uh, um, today, you know, I'm running errands and doing this and doing that. I'm, something funny might pop up and like only once has been where we both posted like three minutes away from each other I was like oh my gosh we just posted on Instagram at the same time and we people are like man <laughs> doesn't she have a live she's just posting on Instagram <laughs> anyways but I love me some diamond painting which is little beads putting oh, on a yeah. huge canva love it is that so people okay like I feel like people say that's so meditative but I would never have the patience for that like I look at that and I'm like no the one that well I have five open because that's me but I have one that is over a hundred thousand beads 
stop. <laughs> so what do you do when you're done with them? Do you frame them? Um, most of them I have given them away. Oh, because okay. that's just me. Uh, I have a bunch of open ones that are huge. And I have given two away and I haven't finished one for myself. Uh-huh. The one that I have in the background with the elephant. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, uh, she lost her son oh. and she had everything elephant. And oh. she was talking about depression, you know, grieving and all that stuff, you know, of yeah. course. And um, I gave her that painting for her to work right. on and she framed it and made it for me. Oh, oh, I was like, oh my God, so <laughs> that means sweet. so much to me because his whole decoration was elephant. So it's like little things like that. Like I'm wearing can... a little elephant necklace. I have like oh, that. that's awesome. There's like, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. There's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, lo- you know, so it's like stuff like that. Like we were interchange uh, gifts. Yeah. And then another one is decorating planners. Mm-hmm. so with the washi tape I have in the background too <laughs> and I love it that's just putting pictures I told like sometimes I have to volunteer on Sundays mm-hmm. for work at, well and uh yeah they're like can you do this Sunday and I'm like no it's sticker Sunday like don't mess with my sticker Sunday <laughs> so like I have things like that and people are like oh no if you're in the planner world you have to stay in the planner world if what? you're in the diamond painting world you have to stay in the diamond painting world and I'm like well I love both can I, I just would... attract both of them people and they can yeah. know about the other because if you're creative why wouldn't you just like that kind of doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like if you're creative, it's like you're probably gonna have like multimodality that you're creative about. Like, but I remember that like from like I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago, like when scrapbooking was really big, that it was like a scrapbooking cult. And people are like, you can't just get into scrapbooking, do this little bit. You need like these 200 materials. I'm like, so what it's like scared me away from scrapbooking. So like now I'm gonna be doing a scrapbook for work just because I have a bunch of stuff that I've accumulated over two years and I'm like, I just need a scrapbook at like magazine articles and things I've been in and stuff like that. And so like, but it's overwhelming. Like all I bought was the book and some glitter sheets and tape. And I'm like, and my like best friend who works with me, I'm like, Crystal, I need your help scrapbook. (laughs) And it's still just sitting there. It's just sitting there in a pile because I'm like overwhelmed by it. It's like, yeah, I need to just dive in and get into it, but it can be, it's like a little overwhelming, especially when you're starting off with some of these hobbies that are like more, um, like product, like intensive or material intensive. And if you're a bit of a perfectionist, it's even worse. Oh yeah. I know. Uh, we say like, or one of our hobbies is to buy craft. That's it. (laughs) We just buy it and we never do it. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, there's a, um, there's a word for like people that just buy books and never read them. And I'm like one of those people, like I, everywhere I go, it does not matter. I'm buying a book and eventually maybe I'll read it. But I easily have some books on my shelf that have been sitting there for like 12 plus years that have not. Read I love yet. it. I asked my friend that I need a bookshelf for all the books yeah. that I'm never going to read, but Hey, if you look at them, you're like, Oh, that's one smart lady. Look at the books that she reads. And the crazy <laughs> I'm just thing collecting is, books. Yeah. Like the crazy thing is I get rid of about like a tub, like a tub or like a milk crate of books, like a year. 
But like, I don't know if you can see this. It's covered with a curtain. This is actually metal industrial shelves. Wow. That are like six feet tall that I have covered with a curtain and it's full of books. Wow. Yeah, and I'm not like that. I don't have that many books. But... And that's just one. I have that's... bookshelves. I have bookshelves at work. I have bookshelves upstairs. I have books in my back room. It's everywhere. I have books in my car. I have books in my backpack. Like it's everywhere. It's really um, you know, crazy. And how about the friend that comes and it's like, can I borrow the book? You better bring it back. You haven't touched that book in forever. So I, okay. Like that used to really bother me because I did always have that. And so now I've kind of made peace with that, that no, like I keep books that if someone needs to borrow and they don't return, it's like meant to be right. Yeah. There's a few though that I have that like I've really never been able to find anywhere or they're like um, more rare or maybe signed or something like that, that I'm like, no, you can't borrow it. Or if I spend a lot of money on it, like, cause I have a lot of comic books too, which you can sort of see from all these like comic books. I love the background. <laughs> but um, I have a lot of comic books like with some of my comics too. I'm like, no, no, you cannot borrow <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're taking a pause from the podcast then? Uh, yeah, so in the next three months, um, I'm done with season one. So I just did my season finale, which was really lovely. Um, and it was an hour-long episode. I did a guest podcasting spot because I usually have a producer for my podcast, but sometimes I'll go um, and do like guest podcasting at other locations. So that's what I did for this one. And it featured this award-winning uh, vegan food truck owner who had this, like, um, I want to call it like a small-scale vegan dynasty in the Detroit area. And then COVID happened and it just was, she closed everything and people were really brokenhearted, but she's still continuing on. And she's just had like an overwhelming amount of like, I feel like trauma and tragedy and health issues and just problem after problem after problem, but became this immense success. And so I always wanted from before I had a podcast and before she was a friend of mine, I wanted to interview her. And so this was like a really beautiful interview, I feel like. And she is such an inspiration. So I was so excited to do that season finale with her. But season two, I got some great ideas. I have some really good guests. Um, and I don't always have guests. Sometimes I do solo storytelling episodes for podcasting. Um, but I'm going to have a Facebook group that's going to be very much like a mental health, I don't like resource center for entrepreneurs and places, you know, places it. for people to talk. I am going to go on YouTube for the second season because um, people are constantly just telling me to do video probably because I, you know, I usually like this is chill for today. But a lot of times when I go to record my podcast, I got like a full face of makeup and my boobs are up to here. And so I think people just want to stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also because I make a lot of really crazy facial expressions um and so I think people just like kind of like to watch that so I'm gonna go on YouTube for the second season and that should be really fun so I do have some interesting stuff in store um my first year I won well this this first year here I got third placed in best of Detroit 2022 for my podcast which was like a big deal. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. And our Detroit magazine puts it on. Our Detroit is like, there's different best of Detroit. But our Detroit to me has always been the best. It's a standard. 
Um, they are typically a little bit more upscale. They have excellent articles, the best photography. They cover beautiful events. And to me, they're just like, it's the pinnacle because sometimes other publications or news stations will do best of Detroit. But with our Detroit, it's a one vote per person. They check the IP address. They make sure there's no fraudulent accounts. So no one can rig it. Like no one can rig that system. So to get third place in my first year for a podcast was a big deal for me. That's because huge. It's huge. And it's not just an accolade, but getting it from that establishment, it made it made a big difference to me. And it made me feel good that like, even if I'm not like, oh crap, I don't have all these downloads of my podcast this week or oh no, like my Instagram's not growing or whatever. The people that are invested are invested. And so you can have 20,000 people, but if one person doesn't vote for you for something, what's the point, you know? Or if you have, you know, a, a million people on your TikTok, but then they're not buying into your business, what is that gonna do for you? Nothing. So it's like having the people that are really like invested in me and my projects and what I do, it means the world to me because that is the point of outreach. And that means that, oh, like the messages I'm saying and what I'm trying to do and cultivate is getting across. And so that's, that's where the worth sets in. I know. I love it. The podcast world is like a uh, validation junkie. <laughs> you know, if you're doing it right, if you're doing it for the right reason, if you understand that at the beginning, you're talking to yourself, yeah. You know, pretty much till you get the traction of people. Now, because I'm doing interviews, I'm getting a little bit more traction and people telling me this and that. I worked on my first collaboration with this amazing woman. So now I'm like a leader. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> like that. <laughs> I still don't believe it till like it happens. Um, so I'm going to throw events for women in podcasting. Did I met you in that group or was it yeah. she podcast? Was no, it, it was women in podcasting? Women in podcasting yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Also, well, uh, well, this will be a Monday <laughs> now that I'm talking to you, but it, when the podcast releases, it will be two months after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, women in podcasting, I'm going to uh, throw a power, a power networking. Cool. So you can come in, uh, check the events, and okay. then um, you get to promote yourself. You know, you got to be in to promote your podcast, your service, and then just network uh, networking with other women. So and I'm like so that. excited. Yes. She I love my personality. <laughs> I love women networking, and I do a lot of in person stuff, but I am like a little old school that I do very little virtual, but. I like, I like the idea of a national women in podcasting situation because I do want it ultimately, even though I do interview, cause I do in-person, I don't do anything virtual for my podcast. It's completely in-person. And so I tend to be really local to like Detroit and Metro Detroit, but at the end of the day, podcasts are everywhere. They're worldwide. So it's like, I need to, I know, like open up and embrace the national aspect and the virtual aspect more, but baby steps. I love it. <laughs> For me, I paid a um, headliner app. That's where you do audiograms and stuff like that. Yeah. And they have an advertising campaign. Yeah. So on my own, I did like maybe seven countries. Fun. When I did the advertising campaign, 
like 20 or 30 countries showed up and I was wow. like what this is amazing and some of them have stayed so yeah. I still got their two percent three percent and I'm I like love that. go Venezuela go Brazil I love it <laughs> I know you kind of like looking at that on like Instagram and like, you know, your statistics or whatever. And, um, sorry, my nose ring itches. I'm like, um, <laughs> but like, I do like looking and seeing, like, sometimes I'll get other country stuff and I am like kind of a lot of Indian. I'm like, hands up to India. Like, well, yeah, I did with the meditation and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And, and the beauty too. I think like the vegan beauty and yeah. And that's great yeah. because like, I have like massive like Indian culture envy. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. <laughs> I love Indian culture. I love Indian beauty techniques. I love Indian medicine. I love Ayurveda. So like, I mean, obviously like I'm, so it's, yeah. So that really like kind of warms my heart because that's a culture that I just really embrace quite a bit. That's crazy in Michigan and you love the culture of India. I love that. Love. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is there not to love <laughs> i do yeah because like michigan like michigan's got actually quite a bit of cultures here uh we have a heavy arabic culture heavy 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 arabic culture here um especially like in the detroit area uh pretty heavy mexican pretty heavy mexican culture i would say too so and then there's like little sprinklings of other of other regions too we're starting to get more in terms of like bangladeshi um there's like little pockets of like more Asian areas. There's like this one whole city that has like six different, um, I would say Asian restaurants and shops that are just like completely populating it. So there's, there's kind of a pretty multicultural area, but it's not all in one. So it's not like just if you go to Detroit and it's sectioned off, it's like a lot of the little suburbs and areas around have a different culture that might be more predominant. So for me, that's really exciting. I'm vegan. And so it's like, there's not a ton of American food that's vegan unless it's junky. So I typically eat ethnic cuisine like all the time. And so, and I just really love other cultures. I definitely have like some wanderlust in me and I would love to travel more, but I haven't yet because money, you know, yeah. we're not all <laughs> money. It takes money. And part of it is I really, I'm like, man, I haven't even seen everything in Michigan. I want to see, I haven't even seen everything in the U S I want to see. So part of me does want to invest in that before going outside and part of it too is I think if I go to certain countries I might not want to come back and I almost oh, definitely wanna, like <laughs> I feel like if I go to Bali I'll never come back like I'll just never come back it'll be done game over um I feel like maybe if I go to Hungary like I have a weird like draw and pull to go to Hungary I feel like I may never come back so it's like I kind of almost don't want to do that until I can be in that position that if I'm like I'm staying like the next day. Amen, girl. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have been to plenty of the states, but mm -hmm. out of the country, just Puerto Rico, because I'm from Puerto Rico and it's still uh, uh, U.S. territory. Uh, but I'm dying to go to Puerto Rico. It's let's so, do I it. Did, <laughs> I didn't actually know that you were from Puerto Rico. I was literally last night. So in my spare time, that's what I do. I go on Google Maps. And I literally look at countries and islands and all this. I look up their real estate, every, I don't know. It's a weird thing I do. But like <laughs> Puerto Rico, I'm kind of dying to go there because it's a U.S. territory. I don't need to get a passport for it. I'm like, I really want to go. I, I've had some friends that were Puerto Rican or mixed in the past. And I like love the food and love the culture. And I'm like, 
I'm just kind of like falling in love with it and I've never been there. And I'm like feeling a, a really divine pull to go to Puerto Rico. So if I go to Puerto Rico, what's like the bit of advice you have for me? Uh, wait a minute right now because they just went through a storm. I saw <laughs> so if you no go power. right now, your vacation will be helping the Puerto Ricans to bring Puerto Rico back. <laughs> I saw there's no power right at all uh, on the whole yeah, island. Yeah, uh, because this has been for forever in the early 90s. We always have had problems with uh, the power line, but it yeah. was already super weak before mm -hmm. Maria happened five years ago, the hurricane. So mm -hmm. now when Fiona happened, it's like, it doesn't matter what's wrong. Like, yeah. That's it. It's the end of it. It was a lesser storm than Maria, but it brought so much rain. You yeah. can, It can't rain for 12 to 14 hours and the earth to be okay. Like yeah. mudslides, rivers overflowing that never overflown before, flooding right. before. So it's just been crazy. At least this time I spent less than 40 hours uh, without listening to my mom. And it's so funny because I'm an only child. So I'm Me her too. life. <laughs> yeah. She only thinks, breathe, fancy. So, and I'm always like, oh, mom, you're so dramatic and this, this and that. But well, you love it. Don't lie. Oh, I love it. I love it too. <laughs> On Sunday, I forgot that, you know, the storm is happening and all that stuff. We were texting. So, you yeah. know, I'm okay. Well, I got home at five. The storm had already got there. So the phone didn't go through. Time to lose my shit. That was it. The independent woman comes like, where is my mommy? I want my mommy. Oh, I would have so freaked out. Yeah, the next day yeah. she was able to call me. But with Maria was the only time that it took me a week to hear mm. her voice and I have okay. been here for 19 years mm. and we talk every day yeah because I disappeared a weekend uh, when I was a teenager you know doing teenage stuff mm -hmm. and I almost killed my mom oh. so she was in Puerto Rico praying ready to kill herself because she thought that I was dead oh. and that, that was it I was like I will never put my mama through that so even if yeah. it's like hey mom I'm alive I love you bye <laughs> yeah but just something yeah yes. for that peace of mind well if I go but, to Puerto Rico when they get power back I'll stop and see your mom Puerto, Puerto Rico is awesome um uh I usually go like in October like before the holidays come in yeah. all crazy the weather is amazing and perfect and then uh in spring you know, I, those are my season, fall or spring in Puerto Rico. It doesn't matter. It's like summertime all the time. Right. But, um, it's cheaper. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, it's just beautiful for, yeah. um, uh, uh, spring. My friend wants to go because he's an owner of a bird store mm -hmm. and there's a lot of birds in it's that season. So mm. they told him to go like around March. So it depends okay. on what you like. And then you decide if you want to go to the mountains or you want to go to the beach. I'm from okay. the mountains. I want to do it all. I'll just stay halfway in between. Girl, it's uh, three hours across, an hour and a half up and down. So oh, pretty wow. much you can go in a circle. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can that's see not bad at all. Yeah, so it's awesome. I love it. I love my culture. I love my people. It's a good time. I see them right now. They are at the worst of the worst for us. 
and they're singing and they're taking care of stuff and it's just right, they're just getting it like, done yeah my family yeah. I'm like are you okay yeah they're okay I don't have water or whatever okay I will try to oh no don't worry about it we'll figure it out with this this and that so this time thank yeah. god I'm just sending sunflower seeds and okay. pumpkin seeds to enable their anxiety okay <laughs> so that's a good one that's a good right. storm if i'm only worried about sunflower seed I'm some seeds yeah seeds. yeah exactly <laughs> but oh my gosh i had such a great time with you is there anything yes. else that you want to say before we leave no the only thing i want to say is check out my podcast hope you love it and if you're in the michigan metro detroit area hit me up and i would love to meet up awesome and i thought another question because this uh podcast will be uh, in November, right? What are you grateful for? Since November is always about Thanksgiving and grateful and everything else, so what are you grateful for right now? It is, and Thanksgiving's like my Super Bowl because I cook a huge vegan Thanksgiving dinner and I put it all over Instagram, and it's amazing. Um, I'm grateful. Okay, this sounds so strange. I'm grateful that I don't have to think about gratitude every day. Like I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I don't have to focus on it because I feel like a lot of times when people are so like down in the doldrums and they're very pessimistic and depressed and whatever, they have to have a gratitude journal to focus on that. I'm grateful for the fact that I don't have to do that because I intrinsically feel it. And so like the ability to not have to focus on that is really powerful to me. And it just seems like such a foreign thing because it's like, I'll turn on the water and feel gratitude that I can turn on the water. Like, and so being able to like, really just have that be like a part of me is really special. Oh my God, just the first time that I asked that question and you blew my mind. <laughs> that yeah. is awesome. That is like way great to look at it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. And thank you for having me on today oh you're very welcome i really enjoy your energy and oh my gosh i learned so much thank you so much uh thank you for listening to another episode i hope you enjoy this interview as much as i did uh, uh take care and have a blessed day bye thank you so much for listening to another episode if you like to stay in touch or like to support me in any other way, check out my Linktree Life with Francie profile where I have all of my social media, uh, coupons for my favorite stores, and more. Also, if you like this podcast, it will mean the world to me if you share it with your friends or leave a review. God bless. Don't stress. I'll be back with another episode soon.